Welcome to the Divine Misfits Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Press, an ex-evangelical, pansexual, deconstructed religious misfit. We will be having real conversations with incredible humans about their religious hurts and how we have healed and continue to heal from our experiences. I am so thankful to be having these conversations with you. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Divine Misfits podcast. Today, I am so excited for our next guest. She is someone that is so dear to me and has played a huge role in my own spiritual journey. She is a third generation light worker, a Reiki master, intuitive coach, animal healer, an actress, a writer, an all around badass goddess. And I am so excited for you guys to get to hear her story and hear from her. Today, we have Faith Strang with us. Faith, welcome on. Thank you for having me. I'm so (laughs) excited to be here. Same. This is going to be a good one. You do so much, so much good for people in the world and just sharing your light with people. And I am beyond grateful that you're here to share your light with the people that listen to this podcast because it is needed. (laughs) We all need you in our lives. (laughs) Thank you. We need, we all need each other in our lives. We're all sharing the light where we can and everybody's just gathering and trying to align with what their gifts are and how they can make their own lives better. And those are the people that they care about, you know, exactly. So Faith, do you want to tell us a little bit more about what you do a little bit more in depth? Sure. Yeah. So my mother and my grandmother were both past life healers. So I grew up with this um, knowledge of what I now understand are called the Akashic records of past lives. The thing that happened in other lives could affect you here, but also not only lives on earth, but other lives in other planets and other Mm -hmm. dimensions, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I grew up with this connection with high self that I had cultivated. Um, But it was just something I did. I was pursuing a career as an actor, as a writer in the entertainment industry, and eventually my life became unsustainable. I was miserable. I was in chronic pain. I was in a lot of debt, uh, and I knew that I had gifts that weren't being utilized Mm -hmm. going to commercial auditions for me, and that I wasn't doing things that I loved, and I knew, I knew that I was supposed to be happy. I knew that I was supposed to be joyful. I knew that things were supposed to be easy and that it just wasn't right, Mm -hmm. so I made a dramatic change. I took a little bit of time off and was like, well, I got to figure out what am I going to do? Because I went to acting school. I have no other, I don't know what other skills yeah. I had. <laughs> and eventually it hit me one day where I went, oh, your mother and your grandmother were healers. You're a healer. You grew yeah. up with this. This is yeah. in you. You've been communicating with high self, with spirit for decades now. Like, let's follow this route. And mostly because I realized how excited it made me to talk about it, to read about it, to research about it, to engage in the mm-hmm. metaphysical and then spiritual worlds. Yeah. And so by that point I had, uh, I had been, um, I had done the Reiki trainings. I did my master. Uh, level. And then I started my business, which began by focusing doing on doing Reiki for animals. Mm -hmm. And I found when I was doing that, my, this other 
clearing is what I call it. This clearing of past life trauma was just kind of coming through. Mm. And uh, eventually I started working with people because I thought if I'm working with animals, why am I not working with people (laughs) too? And eventually my business evolved where again, just following my bliss, following what makes me happy. I realized, oh, I love working in past lives. I love this. And the stories that are coming through are so much crazier than anything I come up with as a writer or, you know, perform in a play about this. Mm -hmm. And, um, and since I've really settled, settled, settled into this as my purpose and feeling really confident about Mm -hmm. it, doors have been opening and there has been flow in my life in ways that I could only have imagined before. Yeah. It's alignment. That's amazing. Yeah. It's alignment. It's alignment. That's amazing. So since you've been doing this, since you were a kid, your mom, your grandma does this, I'm sure that you've been exposed to religion as well. Yes. And as you know, this is, you know, we're processing our religious hurt, trauma, bullshit, everything. So do you have any stories about, well, first off, what's your relationship with Christianity? as a healer, as a spiritual Mm -hmm. worker? That's a really great question because I would say that in the last like year or two, it's really changed Mm -hmm. as my own personal studies have broadened into alternative uh, biblical histories Mm -hmm. and to learning more about about the leaders, the original leaders of Christianity. And I feel much more at peace, even with the word now Mm. than I did before. Yeah. Um, So, but before that, I went to many, many, many churches as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, With my mother, we spent a lot of time at a, uh, at a Methodist uh, Unitarian church. We spent many years going to a Christian science church. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, when she started doing this work called spiritual response therapy, she was going to psychic fairs. We went once to the metaphysical church of prophecy. um, And Uh, there's a church of religious science near me, which I'll probably touch on again. Uh, I think that a course in miracles really changed, Mm -hmm. also changed my understanding of Jesus and what those teachings were. And then my father was Jewish. And so when I would go visit him growing up, I spent, uh, you know, time in temples, you know, going to different uh, rituals and celebrations in the Jewish faith. So I, I, have been exposed to many, but never, but always very liberal, more Mm -hmm. accepting, um, aspects of Christianity. Yeah. So it's, it's been, uh, so interesting. Um, I have several clients now who, uh, some of who I'm connected with you, you uh, yeah. connected you with yes. who, uh, who are mending these wounds and who are finding themselves unfulfilled and traumatized mm-hmm. by their experiences in more fundamentalist churches. Yeah. And it is the, the age that we're in where all of we're watching before our very eyes, our systems breaking down mm-hmm. and the church has been the oldest of those. And it's been yeah. the biggest and has caused the most problems for people. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like part of my Dharma, part of my purpose mm-hmm. is to help people to see the truth behind religion, you know, to see, find the spirituality behind what religion has, has 
pro programmed in mm-hmm. people for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah. I mean, you were the one that whenever I was kind of breaking down my own Christianity and we were talking as your client, you were telling me like, everything is real. Everything is real because humans have made it real. And that was a moment for me where it just kind of, my mind was like, wait, what? And then everything just kind of opened because Mm -hmm. it was a shift. So could you explain a little bit more what you would want people to know about the spirituality behind religion? Yes. Well, and that's such a, I'm so happy you brought that up because when we, when you, when you come away from something where you've been told for so long, like there's one way, Mm -hmm. there's one God, there's this, there's this, and you step away and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden your, your, your scope opens up and you go, oh, there's like a lot of different gods and goddesses out there and a lot of different philosophies. So (laughs) what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do with that? And when we understand that everything is energy, Mm -hmm. right? That our thoughts are creating our existence, our reality. This is quantum physics, right? Mm -hmm. This is nothing new. We understand that when a group of people are focusing on one thing, uh, that that tremendous healing can occur, tremendous changes and miracles Mm -hmm. can occur when we have that focused thought, right? Mm -hmm. So if for centuries, people have been focusing their attention on this energy or entity that, um, that they're all devoted to, that becomes a real thing. Yeah. And so that is why as we are exploring these new realms, we can, we can pray to Lakshmi, right? We can, we can pray to, to Diana, we can pray to archangels, we Mm -hmm. can pray to indigenous gods, like they're all real because they're all energy. They're all energy and they're all here for us to use however we would like to, to find alignment, to ascend, to be exposed to these greater philosophies and greater teachings of our individual connection to source energy Mm -hmm. without needing someone else. We don't need a middleman. Yeah. We don't need a middleman or a middlewoman. Yeah. Yeah. We are and that middleman, that middle we woman. We are, we yeah. are. And that is the biggest lie that mm-hmm. institutionalized religion has told to people. You need me to access God. You yeah. need me to access source energy, which is not to say it's not. Being being together in a collective worship with a leader is wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. But anybody who tells you that you need me in order to access these higher planes of, of, of consciousness, of peace, of of you know, it is, is, is that's, that's, that's a lie. That's an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So good. Um, kind of to backtrack a little bit, do you have any like stories with Mm. Christianity, with religion, with religious people Mm, when you were kind of in the churches or even now as you're navigating away from that, but still in that and integrating that into your work? Well, I have, uh, you know, I have a, a family member of mine over the past couple of years has, um, you know, uh, aligned herself with a uh, really conservative Christian church, mm-hmm. which makes sense to me because 
when a when there is trauma people are looking for answers especially people who don't want to deal with their trauma they don't want to look at their trauma or people who have a lot of guilt and they don't want to deal with that and if someone says come over here i'm going to absolve you uh Mm -hmm. you know that sounds pretty good right Mm -hmm. because not everyone's equipped to to do that kind of digging and the church can sort of seem like an easy way out which is not to say it doesn't bring great comfort right now we're talking of course in this segment about you know very conservative Mm -hmm. closed-minded harmful right aspects of christianity so we don't talk about my work you know i think she's very supportive of me as an entrepreneur but we just don't really talk about those things um and uh and then I, I have a, a, a very, very close former friend who was the only person at my, you know, my wedding with my husband, very close friend with both of us, mm-hmm. who you, you kind of started to go down a slippery slope at the start of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, stemming from her uh, beliefs on vaccinations. And then, you know, we watched the, the documentary about how the things get into your sphere on social media. Yeah. And I, I literally watched her become radicalized. And uh, the last mm-hmm. I heard, uh, she's now been attending a conservative uh, Bible study group um, uh, about two hours north of Los Angeles. And it's similar to this family member where it's, I, I see like she's been through a lot of trauma and I mm-hmm. see her trying to find community and, you know, but it's just another, it can be just another way to run away from what you don't want to see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's especially whenever there's I, so much happening with the pandemic that no one is prepared for no one knows what's happening. And then you have a vaccine that comes out, you know, in eight months versus 10 years. And I, at least where I've seen my conservative friends kind of where I've had to distance myself is they have the questions, but they're not seeking answers for the questions. Instead, they're just seeking other people that agree with them, which unfortunately in a lot of conservative churches, conservative spaces, you're going to find people that agree with you. you know, to go on and on because it's just, it's there. Everyone has the same kind of outlook because they're also not seeking answers. They're just kind of asking the questions and going, well, I can tell you with no foundation. Yeah. So how do you, how has your spiritual journey helped you deal with those kind of, uh, -hmm. environments Mm -hmm. or people or Mm -hmm. moments? Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I do understand that religion is a young soul concept. Mm-hmm. We have older souls and we have younger souls, right? Now, uh, the souls that are on this earth now are older souls than we've ever been mm-hmm. before. And younger souls are going to be more inclined to stay in smaller communities. They're not going to be as open to change. They're not going to be open to, you know, to different, to different philosophies, right? They want to stay. They're learning about control. They're learning about their emotions. They're learning who they are. And they're Mm -hmm. not going to, they, they need to identify with something, be that a country, be that a family, be that a religion, be that any kind of institution, like they need something to make them feel safe Mm -hmm. where, so I understand as I 
see, as I see what has happened to our country, as I've, you know, seen, you know, watched the trajectory that Christianity has played in our country, in the mm -hmm. world, in, in politics, even just since I've been alive and I'm yeah. 35, right? I'm now able to go, I understand why these people need it. I also understand that it's fake and I know that it's falling down. I know yeah. that a lot of people are not going to be able to handle that. And that's part of their karma. That's part of their journey because mm -hmm. I too have been a young soul. I too have been scared. I too have, have past lives where, where that's been me, where I've been yeah. needing to cling to something. So I am able to now observe it with less frustration or anger, just like, I don't understand. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I, now I understand. It's like, oh, it's like watching, you know, I mean, it's like watching children on a playground, mm -hmm. you know, in a sense. And I don't mean that in an insulting way at all. Uh, but that I'm just, I'm able to zoom out and see yeah. how a soul evolves and that they need things like this at certain points in mm -hmm. order to eventually get out of it. Yeah. 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 Gosh, what do you think if someone is kind of, um, teetering in between, you know, they, they know that they, that there's something else, but they're a little uncomfortable getting outside of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you kind of think would be a good affirmation or intention for them to bring into their lives to kind of affirm them getting out of their comfort zone with that. I am so grateful to be experiencing the wonder that is God more and more every day. Mm. So easy. So yeah. good. Yeah. So good. Gosh. Yeah. So with your work in past life healing, mm -hmm what has been your experience when you're in the Akashic records, when you're, when you're doing this channeling, this work, when it comes to people, your clients that have religious trauma, like mm -hmm. what does that experience typically look like for you? Mm -hmm. Well, I will start that by touching on the chakras mm -hmm. real quick, which mm -hmm. are nothing new. Mm -hmm. uh, they come from the earliest recorded Vedic texts, right? Our understanding of the chakras, these energy centers uh, along the spine, which control our physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, control our career, our relationship with money, our, our love life, everything, right? Mm -hmm. So the chakra on the top of your head is called your crown chakra. And this one is, is this beautiful lavender color and it controls your brain and your pituitary gland, your spine and your nervous system. And when I work with clients who have been in very strict religious households, they have blocks in the crown chakra because this is the energy center that where we experience awakening, faith, mm -hmm. enlightenment, trust right? Mm -hmm. And when you've been traumatized in that way, whether in this life or other lives, this part, your, your brain is literally blocked. Yeah. Both physically wow. and energetically and spiritually. Yeah. And so we have to, uh, so we have to go in and do some energetic clearing. We do some, you know, some work with the physical systems as well, as well as bringing a new understanding to whatever the experience may have been in a past life where they were in this oppressive, mm -hmm. uh, experience. 
Wow. That is so cool. I want to hear, I mean, we've obviously talked about past life stuff, but I would love for my audience to be able to hear a bit more about your work with that. Because for me coming out of religion, it was something when I was in it that was like, okay, big off limits. It's wrong. It's incorrect. And I know that there's a lot of people that listen to this that are probably curious, but have no idea what this is. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to explain a little bit more about what you do with past lives. Yeah, absolutely. And the first thing I'll start with is that reincarnation was removed from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is something that Jesus, the ascended master was very familiar with. Jesus was one of the greatest yogis the world has ever known. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is uh, actually part of the original script of Christianity. Right. Okay. So what I have found is that you know, we have things in our life that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. We have things where we have fears, we have phobias, we have complicated relationships with people in our lives that seem very weighted, Mm -hmm. right? And when we zoom back, if we just entertain for a moment, okay, let's say that we've had some past lives, right? Mm -hmm. When we zoom out and we go back, we can go, oh my gosh, I've, 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 drowned four times or 40 times, you know, Mm -hmm. that explains why I have a fear of water or my mother was my sister X a number of times. And she was jealous of me because she thought I was more beautiful than she was. Mm -hmm. That will bring some weight to that relationship in this life or, um, you know, allergies too can come from different kinds of traumas that we've experienced food allergies, you know, pollen allergies, Mm -hmm. particularly allergies to animals. That's a really good way to describe it. Um, Because if you are allergic to dogs or cats, you've been attacked or even killed by dogs or cats in a Mm -hmm. previous life and probably many previous lives. Mm -hmm. And so what, what it, it, when we are able to to again, to, to zoom out and, and even the space that I work in, which is some trippy shit. Right. (laughs) And, but even beyond what I do, there's people, you know, doing things and writing things that are even more beyond where I'm like, what, what, (laughs) what? Right. Um, and the point is, is that this is not all there is Mm -hmm. because when we get so tied to this earth when we get so tied to these bodies without understanding that this earth and these bodies are our access points into higher levels of consciousness, mm-hmm. into deeper levels of spirituality, into more pure connections with source energy and the universe, right? Yeah. Things are just too hard. Yeah. It's just too hard. Yeah. So there are answers in what is called the Akashic Records. Now, there's a reason we don't remember our past lives, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've been through terrible things. Yeah. We've been through, we've been through terrible things in this life. Life has been really hard for a really long time. Right. So mm-hmm. we've been through horrible things. So we can't possibly remember it. We don't need to, cause we come in fresh. We have to, Yeah. but we're at a point now, uh, you know, it was really in the 20th century where past lives kind of started coming back in. Edgar Casey is, you know, really one of the first, you know, psychics who was really talking about it. Um, and, uh, you know, because now we're ready because now we're ready to, and my work is different from, you know, people have probably heard of past life regression. That's how Mm -hmm. most people hear about it, where you would be dropped into a meditation to really like look around and explore. Mine's like, okay, 
where's the wound? All right, you're having problems with your stomach. Let's go into the Akashic Records. Let's see what's going on. Okay, I see we're going in and we see in the 1400s, you were a boy and you know you had some bad fish and you died. And the soul at that time perceived that experience as traumatic. So the soul is hanging on to it. Just like when we experience childhood trauma, we have emotions attached to how we felt as a child. So the healing comes when we're able to be adults and go, I can bring a different understanding to this now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the work that I'm doing. It's just like, we're just separating the emotions from the experience because we can't delete the traumas. We can't delete the experiences and we wouldn't want to because it is the traumas in whatever life that they happen that break us open. Mm -hmm. And when you are broken open, more light can come in. Yeah. Yeah. More high frequency come in. That's why we see, you know, when people are grieving together, how much comfort can be found there, how, how, how incredibly healing it is to come together, Mm -hmm. you know, and people always say, it's so weird. I know we're having this great time at a funeral or this memorial, or, you know, so weird to see you now, but it's like, what a perfect time to be coming together for healing and celebration. Yeah. You know? And so we see, and, and every great healer, right, has been through immense trauma mm-hmm. because they were, it forces you to do the deep healing because yeah. you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And what we're learning now is we're moving forward is that we're learning how to not learn from trauma anymore because we're learning how to follow our bliss mm-hmm. and we're learning how to learn from what makes us happy instead of having to have things get unsustainable and get really hard and have health issues and have, you know, patterns that keep repeating where we have to learn through pain and suffering, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're beginning the stages of moving beyond that. Yeah. That is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know, I mean, your story, even just taking a step back and doing something that you already knew how to do and growing in that clearly it has aligned very well for you and is only going up from here. Thank you. It, it feels that way, you know, yeah. but before that there was, you know, 15 years where I was chronically depressed, mm-hmm. you know, eating disorders, uh, not to mention I was born with a dislocated left hip, had two mm-hmm. surgeries on it when I was a baby, when I was 15, the pain started again. And I lived with it for 20 years mm-hmm. thinking everybody else was walking around with this much pain. And I was just weak. Right. So, you know, uh, along with, you know, this, this pressure thinking like, I know what I'm here to do. I know what my gifts are. You know, I I know what this path is for me, but you know what? I was wrong because my ego was getting in the way. Mm -hmm. And it was when I finally went, all right, ego, I'm going to stop listening to you. I guess I don't know what the F I'm doing. And I'm willing to see things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and then little by little things started to align differently, but it certainly did not happen overnight. And it certainly came from a lot of suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm so glad that you have done the work because, and, and like side note, but you know, like you being vulnerable about what you have been through and then also to like say like, okay, but this other great stuff has happened in the midst of it. And it's led me to where I'm at like that hard shit, as well as the great shit. Like that is what brings people to this point of, okay, I'm not alone. I can get to this point. I can experience healing. There still might be pain along the way, you know, clearly. I mean, cause yeah, you, you just had your second hip surgery recently. Third. Third. And I know that wasn't easy. 
no. but you're still doing so much to spread light and it's inspiring. And for me, at least it just, it, it helps me realize like I can still be going through it and also getting through it at the same time. Yes. Because I I'm seeing that. people like you that are doing oh. that and being that kind of example. Oh, that means a lot to me. Thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> and it, I'm just so, I, I mean, I'm beyond grateful for my life. And I'm beyond grateful to be in a position of, of connection with people. Um, and I want, you know, people to know that we are reflections of each other, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that, and that this is, it is a journey, but experiencing the light and the dark is part of the human experience. And part yeah. of what we chose, we, our souls chose to come to this earth at this time and experience. Mm-hmm. And it is and it is the people who have been to the dark and are then able to come to the other side and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Those are the people we need because we've been saying the dark is bad, the dark is bad for so yeah. long, for so long, for so long, shutting it down and ignoring yeah. it. When it's like, what if we just actually look at it and maybe stop judging it and accept it as the teacher mm-hmm. that it is mm-hmm. saying that, something is not aligned with you we're pushing you to try something new yeah right yeah and that if you have as your intention and this is what I always say you know somehow I always knew there is happiness for me I know I'm supposed to be happy I know I'm a happy person like I'm really depressed right now and I feel really hopeless and bleak but like I know I'm supposed to be happy Mm -hmm. and if we can accept Accept, that's where the first thing, accept that that is our divine birthright. Yeah. That is our divine birthright. Mm. Then, then the universe is already starting to push you in that direction to show yeah. you what it is that you need to get there yeah. to align with that. Because that is your right. That is your right. Yeah. Gosh, that's so good. Okay. Episode's over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I know that there's going to be people that are listening that have historically had closed minds about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening, you're still in the episode, then you're probably opening your mind up a little bit or else you would have dipped out 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, so what do you, is there any, like, is there anything that you wish that people with maybe closed minds or hesitant minds Mm-hmm. could hear so that mm-hmm. they could know like yeah something they could hear uh the first thing is uh read uh read about some near death experiences that people have had mm. because the which are happening more and more now over mm-hmm. the past 60 years because of the mir- the miracles that western medicine has been able to accomplish mm-hmm. and the the highs that people experience in those states and the wisdom that they experience uh, is it makes it very clear that mm-hmm. this this experience on this earth are is not all that there is yeah. and then i read a freaking buzzfeed article a couple <laughs> weeks ago about you know stories of ch- children who mm-hmm. remember past lives now <laughs> the children who are being born now are extraordinary yeah. these oh are gosh children who are choosing to be born now, right? Because my generation, your generation, we're paving the way, right? Mm -hmm. We're paving the way. So all you have to do is read a little bit or, you know, read, just look up, you know, children remembering past lives. Mm -hmm. And you see parents who are dumbfounded at what these children know, just dumbfounded at what they know. So, you know, if people have any doubts, I would say, start there. 
Yeah. Google. Right there. <laughs> Google. If you're curious, because it, it makes it, you know, there's an incredible book called Proof of Heaven from a, a, a neurosurgeon who had been a neurosurgeon for like 30 years. His dad mm -hmm. was, he taught at like Harvard and, you know, wrote all these books and blah, blah, blah. And then he was dead for like two weeks in this crazy freak accident that no one could explain. And he remembers almost everything about his experiences. And oh it's so wild. It's uh, another client actually recommended it to me. And mm -hmm. I was so grateful I read it because it also makes it clear what we're trying to do when we meditate, which is the other thing that I would recommend to people. I would say, start meditating, yeah. start getting still with yourself. Yeah. Don't be afraid of the stillness. Yeah. Start getting quiet with yourself and pay attention to how you feel. Because we have to relax our brains in order to become more receptive to the subtle energies around us, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, and again, science and spirituality are merging in ways that they have not yet before. Mm -hmm. So, and that's going to be coming more and more to the surface within our lifetime, mm -hmm. you know, um, extraterrestrials are going to become more mainstream in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. These high frequency beings who are here looking out for us, mm -hmm. people are going to start seeing angels and talking and communicating with their angels more and mm -hmm. more, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, if, if spirituality is interesting, because you can't, you know, if you believe in angels, if you believe in the possibility of angels, the door is open to believe in everything else too. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So what about, um, kind of wrapping it up, but do you have any advice for people who have left the church or mm -hmm. are leaving the church kind of similar, similar thing, but I don't know if there's any other advice you'd like to add on to that of just, they're open to spirituality. There may be a bit more, okay, I want to know what else is out there because I had this foundation for so long and now it's gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, is there any mm -hmm. advice that you have for them when they kind of step out of that and get into spirituality a bit more? Yeah. Uh, the first thing is good for you. You're on a really exciting journey and things are going to open up for you and you are going to find peace and joy and faith and community in ways that you could not before in yeah. that restrictive environment. Yeah. Okay. The second thing is that um, uh, God was never the problem. People were the problem. Mm hmm right? So uh, it was not, it was never been a betrayal or an abandonment from the universe or God or Allah or Yahweh or however you want to refer to them. Mm -hmm. It was people, people and their egos who got in the way, mm -hmm. right? Who wanted to control, right? Yeah. So um, meditation would be something else I would stay there, say, recommend there, which mm -hmm. again, you can't be bad at meditation. It's a practice, right? Start yeah. small. You just keep trying. Right. And then to know that there are, uh, other communities out there who are here for the higher good, who mm -hmm. are here to support, who are doing really good work on this planet, but yeah, you don't have to subscribe to any of them. You can pick and choose whatever you want. Yeah. You can pick from this religion yes. and you can pick from this religion and this spirituality and this philosophy. You are in the driver's seat of what feels good to you. Mm. Wow. What a beautiful note to end on. I am like, I have goosebumps. <laughs> Faith, thank you so much. This has been beyond incredible. 
I am so grateful. And I hope that if you're listening, you listen with an open mind and open heart and faith. If you want to plug your Instagram, whatever else you have coming up. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, ah. You can find me on Instagram at the real faith string. And uh, I teach a lot of classes with a company called Bene Mudra website, which you or Bene Mudra wellness, which you can find on my Instagram. And I just launched my group coaching program called the cosmic joy club, which mm-hmm. is a new ongoing four week program where um, we'll be doing basically mini sessions of my one-on-ones, but everyone will be hooked up with a spiritual buddy. Um, there's going to be a different healer who who talks about their experience and leads a workshop every month and when we come together collectively for the purpose of healing there's so much more that we can accomplish together Uh, I'm really excited about that so if you're interested in that please hit me up and I'll be happy to keep you in the loop on that it's been just a delight Logan you're such a light in this world our guides definitely brought us together in this world and it's just been so exciting to watch you find your wings Thank you so much, man. This was wonderful. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Thank you so much again for being a part of the Divine Misfits podcast. Follow us on Instagram at the Divine Misfits for updates on the podcast and to keep in touch. If you're interested in sharing your story with us, check out the link in our bio. Can't wait to hear from you.